This is the Consilience Podcast with your host, Shannon Beer, health and confidence coach and founder of The Coaching Collective, helping dedicated fitness professionals to bring their coaching visions to life by developing the knowledge, skills and strategies to make that a reality. We're inviting you into conversations with experts on body image, compassion and behaviour change to help us challenge our assumptions about health and appearances and critically examine the way that we coach so we can help our clients on a deeper level and create an industry that is truly life enhancing. Let's get into the show. This is going to be a podcast episode for anyone who has ever struggled with feeling fat and I am anticipating that this might be quite a popular episode because we've all felt fat at some point and we've probably blamed our bodies and maybe even resolved to diet to lose that weight. But it turns out that feeling fat has a whole lot less to do with our physical body size than we might think. And I'm not here to tell you that you don't feel fat. I'm not here to invalidate your feelings. I am here to help you understand why you feel that way. So I can hear you asking, well, why do I feel fat then? Well, feeling fat actually encompasses a range of factors, including physical sensations of our bodies, heightened self-consciousness about how we look, negative self-image, and even our thoughts about food. So I'm going to delve into some of the reasons why you may be feeling fat and provide guidance on how you can address these experiences effectively. And it's really important to distinguish between feeling fat and our objective body size because research suggests that feeling fat is a somatic sensation of carrying excess weight which does not necessarily reflect our true amount of body fat. So what I'm saying here is that feeling fat is not the same as having fat and vice versa. So individuals in lean bodies can experience feeling fat and at the same time, individuals in larger bodies may not feel fat. And we may even know from our own experiences that sometimes we feel fat, sometimes we are not thinking about our bodies, sometimes we feel good and sometimes we feel fine. So it's clear that there is more going on here than simply our actual objective body size. And it is likely that our culture plays a bit of a role in this, whereby feeling fat reflects Western women's internalized significance of weight and shape. So our culture teaches us that it's important to be muscular and lean and slim, and we internalize that. So oftentimes we may feel fat. And what this actually means as well is that cultures with less weight stigma and with different appearance ideals may experience feeling fat differently or not at all. So recognizing that your perception of feeling fat is not a reflection of your actual body shape is a crucial step in understanding and addressing these emotions. So let's get on to the explanations for why we may be feeling fat. There are three. One of them is the body displacement hypothesis, whereby feeling fat might be a way for us to project our uncomfortable emotions, our unpleasant emotional experiences onto our body. Another hypothesis is the thought shape fusion, which essentially suggests that feeling fat could be connected to thoughts that you've done something bad by eating a fattening food. So if we eat a food that we think is fattening, we then feel fat. 
Another hypothesis is impaired interoceptive awareness, and that just refers to our ability to perceive and recognize internal bodily sensations. So when our ability to do that is impaired, that may also predispose us to feeling fat. And it's probably likely that these three different explanations, they all interlink in some way to contribute to feelings of fatness. So to gain further insights into your personal experience of feeling fat, it can be helpful to monitor these experiences. When do you feel fat? When do you have those intense feelings? Can you identify the context surrounding those moments? What other emotions or sensations are present when you feel fat? When I run through this exercise with my clients, it is not uncommon for them to have difficulty identifying their emotions. So if this is the case, if you are very out of touch with your emotions, it can be very helpful to study what is known as an emotion will. And this is essentially a way for you to get very specific and very granular about what it is that you're actually feeling. And tying this into the triggers can help you to really develop that self-awareness and understanding. So you can begin to unravel the underlying causes and patterns associated with feeling fat. So let's take a very common scenario. The situation in which I felt fat was when I stepped on the scale and I saw that my scale weight had increased. What I'm really feeling is frustrated because I've been trying very hard to lose weight. This is something that I'm very focused on and now I feel frustrated because I feel like that goal is being blocked or let's say I was scrolling on Instagram and it's coming up to summer and I'm seeing pictures of people in leaner bodies and I feel fat well what's actually going on here maybe I'm feeling insecure I'm feeling like I'm not good enough Or another scenario, maybe I've just eaten a meal and my clothes are feeling a little bit tight. So I think I'm feeling fat, perhaps I'm actually feeling uncomfortable right now. So that's an example of how we can begin to identify and label our experiences. And I do want to stress that this can take some practice. So again, I really do recommend just giving the emotion wheel a Google search and you'll find one and having a bit of a journal going on where you're keeping track of these feelings and really figuring out, okay, what else is going on here? Maybe I feel like I'm feeling fat, but what else is there to that? Because there are layers to these experiences. When it comes to the thought shape fusion, so the cognitive distortion that occurs when we eat a food that we regard to be forbidden, bad or fattening, we can address that by practicing food neutrality, so removing the judgments from the foods that we eat. And it can be really helpful to understand that single foods in isolation are neither good nor bad and that all foods can play a role in the context of our overall diet. And it also helps to realize that attempting to control our diet in order to change how we look or control how we look often makes it harder to eat well because we lose touch with our internal signals. We also repeatedly monitor our shape to ensure that we're not gaining fat. And all of these things in combination serve to keep us stuck in a difficult relationship with food and feeling insecure in our bodies as well. 
So it really is important to address that food judgment. And to do that, and to stop beating yourself up around food, it really helps to write down a list of all of the foods that you consider to be bad or less healthy, or fattening, whatever you wanna call it, and write why that is the case. With these foods, you're then going to rank them from least bad to most bad. And when you've done that, you're going to practice writing neutral descriptions of these foods. So for example, one of my clients was um, struggling with eating pasta. It's something that she really enjoyed eating, but also something that she felt very guilty for eating. And what we did, rather than considering a pasta dish to be a bad meal, we had a go at describing it neutrally and objectively. So a pasta dish becomes, this is a meal that is fairly calorie dense, it has slightly less nutrients than some of my other meals, and it's slightly lower in protein as well. It is also very comforting, it is also easy to cook, it's enjoyable, and it's tasty, right? That is a objective description, well, it's technically subjective because that's how she feels about it, but it's neutral in the sense that there is no judgment involved there. From this place, you're in a better position to really consider what role you want these foods to play in your overall diet, knowing that no single food and no single meal can influence your health or your body composition from just that one meal, right? It's about the context of your overall diet. So you really wanna be thinking about what do I want my food to be doing for me? Yes, I probably want it to support my health. I want it to energize me. I want it to provide all of the nutrients that I need to feel good and to function well. But I also do want to be able to enjoy my food without stress. I want to enjoy my food just for the sake of enjoying it because I can do that um, and so on. So really do take some time to think what role you want food to play in your life and how these different foods can fit into that. We can also recognize that our thoughts do not determine reality. So just because we think we've gained weight doesn't necessarily mean that we actually have. So stepping back from our thoughts can help us to develop a more balanced and realistic view of our body and ourselves. And the last theory then, the one that was referring to our impaired interoceptive awareness, how that can influence feelings of fatness, what that essentially means is that the ability to attend to our body sensations without distraction or worry, the ability to regulate our attentions and our emotions by attending to our body signals, to be aware of the link between these signals and our emotions, and crucially, to listen to and trust in our body sensations, which is not easy to do, right? Especially if you have been dieting for some time, you probably are afraid of feeling hungry. Maybe you feel like all you ever know is being absolutely starving or absolutely stuffed, right? You're not sensitive to those different stages in between. So really working on developing that interoceptive awareness can actually help with that. 
So one proposed mechanism behind the associations between feeling fat and deficits in interoceptive awareness suggests that individuals with impaired interoceptive awareness may misinterpret or misattribute normal bodily sensations as indicators of being overweight or fat. So for example, we may experience mild bloating or temporary discomfort after a meal and you may be prone to interpreting those signals as signs of being fat or overweight. And this misinterpretation can actually contribute to that subjective experience of feeling fat, regardless of your actual weight or body composition. And then like we mentioned with the initial theory as well, that unpleasant emotions, especially those such as anxiety or stress, can also influence our interoceptive awareness and amplify the misinterpretation of our bodily signals. So for example, you may notice during periods of emotional distress, you may be more prone to perceiving your normal physiological sensations as something that indicates that you're fat, right? It's confirming a negative self-image which is probably already there and this just adds to that. So if you feel like this may be the case for you, when you're feeling this way it's helpful to ask yourself what is going on in my life to make me focus on my body today? Am I feeling hot and sweaty? Am I too full? Am I sad or lonely, bored, bloated? Have I been checking my body? Have I been comparing myself to others? Are my clothes just a little bit too tight? This can help you to, again, get that context behind this feeling. And understanding the role of interoceptive awareness in feeling fat is important because it really does highlight that complex interplay between the cognitive and the physiological factors in our body perception and our body image disturbances. So by improving our interoceptive awareness, you can actually gain a more accurate understanding of your own body and its sensations, which means you're likely to reduce the tendency to misinterpret these normal signs as signs of being overweight or being fat. And this in turn can help alleviate some of that distress that you may be feeling when you're quote unquote feeling fat. So to work through feeling fat, it can actually be really helpful to work with a coach who can help you to understand what's going on and to find effective ways to manage these experiences. And it really is important to address these feelings because when we blame our bodies for being fat, we stop recognizing and correctly identifying our emotions. And when we mislabel our feelings, we bring our focus back to our bodies and all of the unhelpful behaviors like restricting our food intake that can maintain a negative body image and a poor relationship with food and undermine the successful regulation of our food intake, right? It makes it harder for us to eat well consistently. So to break the cycle, firstly, you want to establish awareness. So start by acknowledging whether you experience moments of feeling fat and recognize that this sensation is not synonymous with your objective body size. From here, we can begin to monitor and reflect. 
Keep track of your experiences of feeling fat and make note of the accompanying emotions and sensations. So reflect on what has triggered these feelings and consider questions like, what else am I feeling mentally and physically? Did something specific happen to provoke this emotion? From here, we can begin to identify the common triggers associated with our feelings of fatness, such as negative mood states like boredom or loneliness, or behaviors that we're engaging in that heighten our body awareness, such as body checking or comparison making. Recognizing these triggers allows you to develop strategies to address them effectively. And then to actually address these triggers, again, working with a coach can really be helpful here because having someone in your corner to help you to employ problem-solving techniques can help you to address these triggers that you have identified. And by developing healthier coping mechanisms for these negative mood states and reducing your body checking behaviors, you can minimize the frequency and the intensity of feeling fat. And then lastly, my recommendation is to really focus on these activities that you can do to enhance your mind-body connection. So what I'm referring to would be mindfulness practices, meditations, body scans, and also embodying activities like yoga or martial arts or even strength training. These are all practices that encourage paying attention to the present moment and crucially tuning in to your body sensations without judgment. And this will really help you to develop a better understanding of your internal experiences. So do remember that addressing and overcoming the feelings of feeling fat can take time and probably a whole lot of self-compassion. And if this is something that you are struggling to implement on your own, do not stress. You can develop an understanding of your emotions, you can improve your body image, and you can develop a healthier relationship with your body. It might just be difficult for you to do that on your own because as humans, you know, we are wrapped up in our own lives, we are wrapped up in our own heads, and it can be very difficult to take that objective perspective. If you're struggling, working with someone who's going to support you can really help with that. Either way, working on this is something that is worthwhile because you deserve to feel comfortable and confident in your own skin. So next time that you are feeling fat, just ask yourself those questions. What else is going on in my life to make me focus on my body today? How else am I feeling physically and mentally? Exploring that can help you to stop blaming your body and start treating it a whole lot better. Thank you so much for listening to the Consilience podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with someone who will find it helpful. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating and quick review. The topics I speak about aren't particularly trendy or sexy, so this makes a huge difference. And don't forget to join the Empowered Edit, a weekly newsletter with evidence-based tools and strategies to help you build your health and confidence. You will get first access to everything that's going on and insights that I don't share anywhere else. The link will be in the show notes. And until then, I will catch you in the next episode.